Hey everyone, welcome you to another episode of the 938 Podcast. And today we're coming to you with a little bit different format uh, through Zoom. And we've got John Haley joining us today uh, here on the podcast. And we are excited to have him with us. Uh, we'll say before we get into talking with him, if you have not, click like and subscribe on uh, the podcast. We encourage you to do that. And uh, remember, we're on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. Just want to encourage you to check us out in both locations. And uh, John Haley, welcome to the podcast. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, glad I could be a part and jump on to the 938 podcast. Yeah, so it, it's been a little bit uh, since you've been on. You were on, I know, back in the spring we were, when we were kicking things off for the uh, Project 938. Yeah. So, see what, why don't you just give everybody a little bit of an update on how things are going down uh, at Hallmark Baptist Church in Fort Worth? Hey, yeah, thanks again. Excited to jump on here again and be a part of this podcast. And uh, we're excited this Sunday because at Hallmark, we get to host John Connor up. And so he's going to be speaking for us as, again, we're kicking off this uh, 938 project. God's been blessing at Hallmark. Uh, and I've been watching all of your church's Facebook and missionaries, what God is doing all over the world. We got to see nine people baptized Sunday night. And so that was awesome. We're excited, praising the Lord for just his continued work in, in a hallmark. Yeah, that that's great. And to, to hear about nine people getting baptized, that that's really awesome to hear. You know, I think back, I saw a, a Facebook post a couple weeks ago from your brother and they had a bunch of people saved and baptized. Yeah, I think, I think oh. they had 19, two Sundays ago, 19 people baptized. It was awesome. Yeah, and that was great to see and, and hear that. And so it's just great to see how God's blessing uh, all over the country, not just the country, but the world as well. Right, and, for sure. Uh, so let, let's go back a little bit. Last week was Missions Morning uh, at the September uh, National Meeting there at Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri. And um, we had, first off, we had a great national meeting all the way around. Um, I know for me, I got to connect with people that I haven't got to connect with in a while. And it was great to to visit. And part of, part of the national meeting for me, I enjoy just going and hanging out with people and right. talking with and engaging, you know, just the whole fellowship scene and uh, getting to hang out with them. And then we got to eat some good barbecue as well. But um, but we made it too through. much barbecue. I ate too much barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I, I think all of us ate way too much barbecue. And the, the crazy thing is, as much as we ate, they were still piling it up and taking right. it out to take with them. So but um, a great meeting. But then we got to Wednesday morning. And uh, of course, Wednesday morning, I, I'm a little biased, but that's always my favorite part of the, the national meetings because we get to to talk about everything that's going on through BBFI missions and uh, update the fellowship on a lot of different things, celebrate the life of missionaries. Uh, but this one was a little bit different because we also got to, to kind of start the final countdown for project 938. Right. Uh, yep. 2021. So let's just kind of start with missions morning last week and say, you know, what stood out to you about missions morning um, that was a blessing to you? What was exciting for you to, to be a part of and see and hear uh, just kind of give us some of your reactions to, to Missions Morning from last week. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll just kind of echo what you already said. Uh, the church, man, they were amazing hosts. Everyone that spoke did a great job. It was it was just an encouragement. Uh, not only was it encouragement, I was challenged uh, by those who spoke, and it was just great. And then I, I feel like there has been over the last year or two, maybe, um, of course, I know everything's a little different with the last 18 months, but it seems like a little bit of shift. At, um, I've always thought Wednesday missions morning is the best day of fellowship week or a national meeting. And, um, but, but it seems like that's always been kind of less attended. 
And maybe, uh, maybe you would agree with me. I feel like that sh is shifting back and, and man, there was a great crowd Wednesday. And I think people are starting to realize, wow, this is an encouraging, it's an exciting, it's an, a challenging morning to come to. And, and this one was no different. Uh, I, I was thoroughly blessed. I was challenged. I was encouraged. And uh, part of that was just seeing a lot of people that didn't leave early. In fact, on my flight back to Dallas uh, Wednesday afternoon, I think there were six of us on that flight. And, and what it spoke to me was that they waited till after the mission uh, morning to get their flight. And I'm not sure that was always the case. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. At least I feel like there's been a shift. Maybe, I don't know. Do you agree with me? Maybe I, I'll put you on the yeah. spot here, I guess. But no, I, I tell you what, it's been great because the, the last uh, last couple of years, we've we've had some good crowds and stuff for Missions Morning. And, you know, it, it really speaks, I think, to the momentum that, that's being um, being uh, kind of played out through our fellowship with Missions, right. and what's going on. And, you know, we come to this year in Project 938 and it was a whole nother animal. Right. So, right. So another level of, of things that we've been able to, to put together for the fellowship and and that's given a lot of momentum uh just across the board with people getting behind uh kind of a unified approach right. to praying uh a single prayer that, that jesus asked us to pray about and so you know I, I think we saw some results from that uh even at the september meeting and uh it's great to see people uh jumping on board getting engaged in in that project and uh we're excited about that you know um, I, I love mission morning for a lot of reasons, you know, talk to me about the ones that were honored. Um, yeah, so about that, uh, earlier, uh, before yeah. we podcast, but tell me, tell me kind of what hits your, your mind when you, when you walk in and you see a globe and you see those 30 year awards now, uh, that are on those tables and, and just kind of the anticipation that that builds. Well, it's interesting because as I think about the numbers, you know, uh, 30 years ago, I've about uh, that. I graduated from high school 30 years ago. This is my 30th anniversary. And so, wow, I think, man, I'm old. Uh, and then I also think uh, the 50-year globe, I'm, I'm 48. And so those two 30-year and 50-year mark, like, I guess in the stage of life I'm at right now, it kind of speaks to uh, the reality of some things. But when I thought like the bowls, 30 years in Zambia, uh, what, an, what a testimony. What faithfulness. I, I think we heard even this past week that the average missionary stays on the field. And I, I think this is across all platforms, not just speaking of the BBF, is eight years. Yeah. And, and here you have uh, the Bulls in Zambia, the Dotsons in Tanzania, and the Solomons in Chile, three couples in one organization that have, you know, almost four times the average have been faithful. And, you know, from what I see in them and what I, as I spoke to them, is like that there's no, it's not like, I mean, they're headed to the 50 year globe. That's, you know, kind of like their faithfulness and their dedication. And, I, and so when I see uh, families like that, that have dedicated 30 years of their life into uh, another culture, uh, but faithful and spreading the gospel and sharing Christ, it's, man, it's encouraging, it's challenging, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, I, I congratulate them. I honor them. And I'm thankful that our, our organization and the missions office does a great job celebrating them. And, and then, of course, uh, we, we also got to celebrate the Garners 50 years, years in Mexico, Mexico. 50 years. And uh, of course, as, as I talked to them after their award, and I was just kind of just been a moment congratulating them. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I can remember them as a boy. Uh, you yeah. know, my dad 
uh, graduated with, uh, from Baptist Bible college with the Garners. And so I, I've, again, I'm 48 now and pretty much the whole ministry, you know, from uh, a childhood up, I've watched and observed from a distance and, and it just, man, I love seeing people running the race. Well, and yeah. I think our missionaries do it better than anyone. And yeah. so it was just awesome. I, I love doing that. Yeah, I, I love that. And there, there's a couple of things that I that I loved specifically about this this one. And, and I I always have things that I love about these these mission mornings and things. Right. But when I think about like the Solomons, right? We also saw uh, their kids, right? Yeah. Um, be uh, basically recognized into the intern missionary program yeah. to go beyond there. So you've got another generation of missionaries mm-hmm. following in their footsteps. Uh, going to the mission field. And then, you know, uh, a longtime friend of mine is Bruce Garner. Um, I worked, I actually worked for Bruce's father-in-law as one of my, uh, our first youth pastor position. Down in oh, wow. That's awesome. So I've known uh, Bruce and Sharice and the family for, and for 20 years uh, for a long time. And to see them as missionaries in, in Mexico and then transitioning out to where they're at and to see these missionaries that have been on the, the field for so long and then generations that are following them, Right. And they're faithfully telling people about Jesus. Uh, it's just really good. Uh, and then getting to getting to connect with Bruce at this meeting and hear his heart for his parents. And, and uh, it's just a, a lot of great stuff when we talk about um, these missionaries. You know, I go back to something you said a few minutes ago. The average across all organizations, mission organizations, is, is like eight years, right? But for the BBFI missionaries, um, you go back and look at the entire history of the BBFI, and it's close for like 26 years or, or wow. over. You know, so to see that we've had missionaries that go to the field, stay on the field and reach people. And I just every time I, I'm reminded of all these missionaries over the years that I've known and that have been a part of of the, the BBFI. And you can just remember one after another that you go back and you think, man, they got their 30 year award last year and, and right. 50 last year. And and the stories just continue continue to go. And so it's really cool to have so many great stories of, of God using ordinary people. Right. Uh, just willing to, to say, uh, here I am, Lord, send me. So, well, and I think uh, I'm curious, and I know this is maybe a little off topic, but what you said kind of spurred a thought or a question. And that is like, uh, why would you think I have my own maybe theories, as you just mentioned it, that the BBFI is like three times uh the longevity what what would be maybe i don't know i'm asking you a, a deep question or a thought but yeah, you're asking uh, me yeah you're putting me on the spot for that one well my i guess my initial reaction was i i think it has to do with the relationships because they're partnering with local churches they're not just sent out by you know whatever uh, but they're sent out by a local church they also have a great connection to the missions office and a great staff that connects with them and supports them and so i don't know that that was my uh top of my head thoughts of why god has blessed our bbf missionaries so much and allowed them to to stay so long you know i i think another another part of this too is for our entire existence missions has been the the heartbeat of what we do right true right it's, you know a lot of other organizations it's part of what they do but it's not basically what they it's not the, the drive oh, they are right who they are, who they are. and so I, I think there's a, a lot of factors that, that play into it like that you know um i was actually teaching at bbc um for professor dunning a, a few weeks back and we were talking about deputation right 
And so we were talking about the, the importance of missionaries being on deputation. And then I asked him a question, basically, what would happen to the BBFI if we had no missionaries going on deputation to raise support? You know, a lot of people that we know now, uh, a lot of conversations I have is we want to go to, to an organization that's going to pay us to get us there. And then, you know, we'll work for right. that or we'll do that. But then the question becomes from a church, local church level, um, what does that look like? You know, part of the, the missionary journey is building um, and pushing missions and churches and, and encouraging people and challenging people to consider missions with their life. And so I, and I think that speaks to another thing that sets us apart, maybe a little bit different from, from other organizations is we have a network of churches that these missionaries are in all the time. And, and I think just because of that alone, those relationships go back to what you said, right. all those that are built that other missionaries from other organizations may not have. Right. And, you know, I, I think back on deputation and I think about the classes that I, I get to teach some at BBC and, um, and I think about one of the, one of the big talking points is you're not just raising missionary support. You're also raising a, a, uh, group of backers in prayer. Right. Yeah. And I think having that aspect is a huge part of what, what happens, um, uh, that basically we understand that prayer changes things and prayer sustains. Right. And I think God hears and answers those prayers and he's blessed our missionaries for years. So. Yeah, I think, and this is just, a, again, maybe I'm off topic, but it made me think of, we have a lady in our church who's uh, 91 years old, and uh, her her uh, son uh, was a BBFI missionary for many years in the Philippines, uh, Terry Weesey, yeah. and uh, Pan- Pansy, uh, a few years ago, you know, her, her husband died, I think about five years ago, and I remember her telling me, uh, her one of her biggest uh, worries or fears, I'm not sure, is is uh, Carl had made all of these, uh, commitments to missionaries through Hallmark. Like we want to give, we want to give, and they gave sacrificially. And she told me that she told me that several years ago. And and recently she said, you know, John, God has been faithful and I've, I've been able to meet every one of Carl's commitments. And I think, awesome. and so with that is prayer. She is praying for those missionaries. She's, she's, uh, communicating. And so I think you're right. I think the, the connection, the relationship and the building, not just a, a base of financial support, but a base of personal relationships and prayer support. And yeah. so, uh, again, I, I know, I, I know I steered us off topic. So sorry, we, we get back no, on no, topic, but well, no, you're good because that, that leads, that leads us kind of into, into this whole project 938, right? Because I mean, when you think about our churches and missionaries going and, and talking about missions and preaching missions and talking about the Great Commission and the importance of surrendering our life, I mean, that all feeds back into why and how God has used our movement, right? Right. Because missionaries are there and, and they're in churches and they're preaching uh, preaching the gospel and they're, right. they're talking about the Great Commission. And then God uses that to call people to the mission field. I mean, how many, how many times have we heard lately? And, and I know we, we talk about this some, but when I was on a mission trip with missionaries, <laughs> you know, right. mm-hmm. we had a mission conference and these missionaries stopped by and they were telling their story or, you know, when I was little, we had this missionary family talk in junior church or whatever. Um, those are the times that it seems like here lately, especially, and, and even longer, I mean, for the last, however long you want to go back, right. that's like God has used 
um, our missionaries and the messages that have been preached and the testimonies to lay on people's hearts. Hey, maybe God's calling me. And so, and with that in mind, you know, you think about this whole project 938, right? So we come out of the missions morning uh, last, last week in, in uh, Kansas city. And uh, it's kind of the, the last countdown because this coming Sunday is 938 Sunday. Right. And we're excited about that, but that is all centered around Matthew 938. We know this, um, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. And so we're praying that God would continue to call more missionaries so we right. can have more missionaries out among our churches and more missionaries going to the mission field to start churches. Right. Right. So give us, give us some of your thoughts on, I mean, you've seen this entire process uh, work itself out. You know, you were on the podcast on those first few episodes when we were um, get really getting things kicked off. So right. now you've kind of seen the whole process up to this point before 938 Sunday what, what do you think about this Project 938, and what would you tell pastors that might be watching today about this coming Sunday? Right. Well, I think any time that we can focus our church on any topic or theme in prayer, we can't go wrong because yeah. uh, God is always commissioning us to pray. And so in, in, and now this is not only just a challenge to pray, but we're chain, praying specifically the prayer of Jesus. Yeah. that he would send forth more laborers. And so when we, when we match in our prayers, match the heart of God and the will of God, yeah. well, we're going to see the power of God. And That's so right. I think, man, how awesome is it that we have a concerted effort? It's something we all want. It's something we desire, but not only that, we know it's what God wants and what God desires. That's and right. so when, when we, again, when we pray in, in the will of God, we expect the power of God. And so um, I, when I think about, generational and I think about prayer and the team and all those things. It, it made me even think last Wednesday night in our mid midweek, we showed the Marjorie Browning video. Yeah. And yeah. right after that, uh, my aunt, who was a longtime member at, at a BBF church on the other side of Fort Worth, uh, Marjorie Browning used to come there all the time and visit. And, yeah. and, and, and so my aunt would be praying for Marjorie Browning. And then, and so you see that, all around the country, um, what what happens when the people of God pray the will of God? We well, we get the power of God, and so man, I'm excited about it. I think I know John and, and the missions office is this is not just a one year. Let's try it and see what happens. It's like this this is a five year I think commitment. Like let's let's continue to pray and what what could what could we see God do in the next five years yeah. if churches all and I know you have the numbers, but there's a lot of churches and not just in the country, but all over the world that are, that are going to pray this prayer. Um, yeah. I, I think I've had my phone alarm set for a year for 938 and it, and it goes off usually when I'm in a meeting of some sorts and, and just God, let's pray that you would call more people to work. So I'm excited about it. I love that. And if you're watching today and you have not done that, man, uh, the 938 challenge is basically this. It's set your alarm at 938 in the morning, 938 at night. And when that alarm goes off, just simply bow your head and pray and say, God, please continue to call people to the mission field and pray that people will not just be called, but be willing to surrender their lives to go. Right. And uh, that's what this is all about. It, it's getting our churches and the people of the BBFI to pray for more missionaries. You know, you mentioned that uh, the Marjorie Browning documentary, we got to show that last Wednesday morning at Missions yeah. Morning. Um, and then obviously, um, uh, we, we've had a ton of great feedback on that. And this is one of the resources that's available in the September pack 
for all the pastors that might be watching today wanting to, to know how they can get access to that. If you've registered, then you have access to that. And that, that uh, link that you were emailed back when the September pack went out. And then if you haven't registered yet, you still have time. You can still get on today at project938.world and you can register your church today and get access to all those great resources that are available, including the documentary. But, you know, just uh, obviously we, we're not going to unpack the entire documentary, but what what do you think about this documentary? Um, 30 minutes long, tells uh, about her life uh, going all the way back to when she was here in Springfield, uh, all the way through uh, to where she passed away. And then even uh, a lot about her legacy and what's still happening today because of Marjorie right. Brown. Well, I would say uh, if you're a pastor or a missionary listening and you haven't watched it, uh, yeah. register for the 938 just if nothing else, just to get the video, uh, yeah. because it, it will inspire you um, yeah. and it will inspire and challenge your people. Uh, when I think of you know, the story of her um, willingness to live in a place that most people who are going to watch this podcast would not want to live, yeah. uh, live on uh, hardly any money at all. I don't remember it was 1200 bucks or something a month or there was something meager in the video that she would send money back. I, this is too much money. I don't need this much money. And, and just, I mean, her faithfulness, um, her uh, just willingness to, pers- to endure. I mean, right. she endured a lot. And then her legacy um, is that, you know, she was sending, sending out of her own personal funds money back because it was too much and invested it. Uh, I think a relative invested it for her. And uh, now she has left a huge sum of money to help missionaries pay for gas when they go out on deputation and furlough. And I think what, I mean, I promise if you watch the video, you'll be challenged and you'll be thinking, how, how committed am I? What am I doing with my finances? And what am I doing with my time? And, and uh, it's kind of hard not to walk away and think, wow, I'm, I'm not a very good Christian. I know that, I know that's not the goal, but man, just yeah, to it's not the goal. pursue. Yeah, definitely not the goal. So, but you know what? I, I think there are several things about it that's challenging. First of all, just you go back and, and we talk about her legacy that pays for the shipping of new missionaries. First time they go to the field, it pays for their shipping for all of their personal items uh, to go from the U S to, to the country they're going to and their airline tickets. Wow. I mean, that is an incredible, yeah. I mean, just blessing to people. And, and we saw it in the video because in, in the, in that documentary, we also hear from missionaries that have, that have been blessed by receiving uh, right. because they've been on the receiving end uh, of that. And it's just, it's really just crazy to see. But I remember you, you talk about the money that she had and, and how, she, she sent it back because it was too much. I tell you, one of the most convicting parts of that entire documentary to me personally was when she said, because um, I, I think when she went, she had like $200 a month in support. Um, but she said, you know what? We don't even have a, a lot of stuff down here to buy, even if I had money. And she right. said, prayer can do so much more than money can. And I tell you what, just that statement alone convicted me of, of even in my life, just right. I'm trusting money more than you trust God. I mean, and that's just uh, something that we probably all struggle with. But just to, to be challenged by that documentary was a was a huge thing last week when we were watching that at the at the national meeting. So, yeah. Um, so now we've got Project 938, uh, 938 Sunday coming up. Um, 
And as we wrap this podcast up to, today, uh, is there anything else that you would like to say to those watching today, just about Project 938, Missions Morning, about missions in general? Um, do you have anything that you'd like to add before we, we kind of sign off for the day on this episode? Of yeah, I was saying, I know we're focusing this next Sunday, October 3rd on 938 Sunday. And, and as I already mentioned, uh, John Connor is going to be at our church and we're excited about that and we're going to push it. But but uh, may, maybe you're just going to sign up today for Project 938. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to do a 938 Sunday this coming Sunday, you know, plan it for maybe your missions emphasis in March. And you could wrap your whole missions emphasis on just that word, just those letters or numbers, 938. And you could, you could create your whole mission conference on that. Maybe it's not till March. And so maybe you missed out uh, really packaging and using all the information this coming Sunday, but, but that doesn't mean you can't do it in the weeks to come. It's going to be another year. We're going to do it again. But uh, again, if we, if we can get our people to pray uh, in the will of God, we can expect the power of God. And how awesome would it be for members of your church uh, to surrender to the mission field and for your church to get behind them and send them. And we have the best missions office at HC to, to help them and support them. And, uh, and, and maybe we could trace that back to, you, you remember that, that day we registered for 938 and God pricked our heart about praying and, and look what God has done. So I want to encourage you. Let's, let's pray what Jesus prayed that he would send forth more laborers in the harvest because we, you know, and I know more people are lost in the world today than there ever has been in the history of the world. The need is greater uh, and the responsibility is still there. Uh, And so let's, let's pray for God to use us and to call more people. So let let me just encourage you, be a part of it on some level, some way, somehow. Be a part. And and one of the ways your people can get involved even afterwards is uh, part of the September pack included a a seven-day prayer calendar. And on that prayer calendar, there's a QR code. And that QR code, uh, on each day, you pray for a different region of the world. And then on each day, there's a QR code that also takes you to a regional video that talks about the need in that particular region. Uh, region. So you, you have practical tools like that. There's Bible studies. There's all kinds of things centered around 938. And if you haven't registered yet, I want to encourage you to do so. And then also, um, if you are hosting uh, 938 Sunday at your church uh, this coming Sunday on October 3rd, and take pictures, take video clips of, of uh, how things go in your church and send that to us at the mission office. We would love to be able to report back to the entire fellowship. Tell us and did you have anyone surrender to go to the mission field? Communicate that to us because we would love to celebrate that as a fellowship together. And I want to encourage you to, to, uh, to do that as you walk through 938 Sunday. And so um, I tell you what, one of my um, prayers uh, just that I have for our fellowship is that every church would become a sending church for a mission. Oh, that's great. Yeah. How incredible would it be if this Sunday was the catalyst that propelled right. all of the churches to catch the vision of saying, hey, what would happen if our church sent someone out? And so just uh, praying for that, praying through that, looking forward to this Sunday. John, thanks for being here with us uh, on the 938 podcast. And um, it's been been great to have you and, and looking forward to seeing how God uses this uh, at Hallmark. Exciting that, excited that Brother Conrad is going to be able to be with you guys this coming Sunday for 938 Sunday. And, uh, and just looking forward to seeing how God uses this across the board, not just stateside, but all over right. the world 
church's focus on uh, Matthew 9, 38, and praying to the Lord of the harvest, that he had sent forth more laborers into the harvest. So, uh, John, again, thank you for being here with us yeah, today. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to, to connecting here soon. And uh, if you're, uh, again, uh, you're watching today, thanks for being here and being with us on the 938 podcast. I want to encourage you to, to go click like and subscribe. And uh, we're here on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock uh, Central Time, talking about all things BBFI missions, uh, Project 938, and everything that's going on in the world uh, as it relates to missionaries and the churches of the BBFI. Hope you guys have a great day, and we will see you next week.